Anyway, welcome to an esporting question. I'm Graham Bell, and it's my great pleasure that despite an offer from two oil merchants in Manchester to move for a weekly contract of half a million pound, it is my wish to stay here and grow old with the show and stay at my current salary of two packets of crisps and a nice meat pie. Now, following my guest's last appearance on the show, I received an email. Dear Graham, I'm not so sure about your voice, but your guest voice was also sensual. Is he available? Well, Nigel, sorry to disappoint you, but he isn't. But here he is with his new and permanent theme tune. Matthew Burrell, how are we getting the fan mail? What can I say? My sensual voice is back for another show. Oh, that's worrying. Well, that's very worrying and in. But let's begin with the big story of the week, and that's Kaka didn't want to move to Manchester. He told Italian TV yesterday that he wants to grow old in Milan and stay captain of the side. But reports today suggest he is being offered half a million pounds and a transfer fee of £100 million, and it looks like he may be making the move to Eastlands. But Matt, is any sports person worth that amount of money? I've got to say no. Is any player worth the £150,000 they're currently getting, though? And you'd probably say no again. Money in the game has gone totally stupid, and Man City are the perfect examples of this. They're conceding goals, they can't defend, yet they decide to put all this money onto another striker. And I just think it's a bad call, and I don't think anyone's worth that sort of money. Well, the, the trouble I find with it is no man, man doesn't make a team. There's not one player in the world. I mean, you look at Rabinho, who's supposed to come in and produce Man City into a top-four team all by himself. And he must be on a considerable more amount of money than every other player in that team. So the, the team harmony there must be gone. And I think bringing Kaka in would be terrible, and it's not worth that amount of money. And I'm racking my brains trying to think of one person in sport who is, would be worth that much. I really don't think there's any. Maybe Tiger Woods, but he hasn't got the contract, has yep. he? And it's an individual sport. Now, Graham, the big cricket story of the week says, saw Matthew Hayden retire from international duty. What legacy do you think he leaves for the game? I think he leaves a legacy as the greatest Australian ever in Australia. I mean, the 50-run average he got is simply brilliant. The 43-run average in ODR showed he wasn't a one-trick pony. He also possessed a great pair of hands in the field, and I believe, I actually believe his 380 against Zimbabwe was a better innings than Lara's 400. Okay. However, it was the uncompromising way in which he did it that will leave an almost sour taste in everybody's mouth, and as a result, not receive possibly the respect that he may deserve. So many things to go out there. The greatest <laughs> Australian ever in Australia you're missing so many people out and to score 380 against Zimbabwe isn't really an achievement Lara's 400 came against England which are a proper on team a, on, a small, prop- on a smaller a ground a proper team <laughs> with proper bowlers Zimbabwe the players probably had never even seen a cricket ball before and he's a flat track bully and he always did well against the small teams and on easy pitches but again, in the big world in the big games he never did it 50 run average against the Zimbabwe side that includes guys like Heath Streak no more than Heath Streak to say another, another outspoken sports person is Ronnie O'Sullivan and he claims that snooker needs the X Factor touch in order to jazz it up and keep people interested but what I want to know is what other sport needs a touch of the Simon Cow? I've gone for golf I honestly think that if you look at most of the major sports in the country there's big personalities in it you look at football you've got people like Beckham you've got all the big stars you look at cricket you've got players like Shane Warne Kevin Peterson Andy Flintoff and you look at tennis love them or hate them you've got Andy Murray he's a personality Golf doesn't have this. It's got people like Tiger Woods, who, albeit incredibly talented, isn't a great personality, and that's why they're lacking the X factor. You see, I've gone for badminton. I mean, we all love it once every four years at the Olympics, but now Gail Ems is no longer in it. I don't think I'll be watching that much. And it's now just the school sport for the fat kid who doesn't want to play football. I'm used to it. So here's the solution. You have a grading system with them all, and you get teams of four built around a leverage. So do you go for, like, top-end players, but then your bottom players might be rubbish, or do you go for a continuous side? Then you do a Davis Cup competition of towns, and in the league, so there'll be four singles matches, a doubles match, make it very interesting, and like a league competition, I think people would support their towns and support their teams. 
Moving back on to golf, which you just mentioned, and Love the European it. Ryder Cup side were due to announce their captain for 2010 this week, but it has been delayed until the 29th of January. So let's make the decision for them, Graham, and who do you want to captain aside? Simply whoever can beat the Americans or hopefully the person that can get Tiger Woods fit in time so they can all fall apart again. No, in reality, the romantic choice to me, if he is able to and fit to, would be Seve Ballesteros and it would be an utterly, utterly emotive selection and you could bet your bottom dollar that everybody in that team would not want to let the great man down. It would be much like Darren Clark when he came and played. Everybody wanted to play for him and I just believe that that is the right spirit that they would need. There is no place for emotivism and romanticism in sport. You've got to be logical with what you do and you've got to go for Sandy Lyle for the captain. He is a long-term part of golf. He's played in the Ryder Cup before. He knows what he's doing and he deserves a chance. He's a quiet man and that's and he's kind of deserves a chance just for simply knowing what he's doing. If I to be honest with you, if Seve couldn't do it, Ian Woosnam, because you've got to go to a bloke who's done it before and knows what he's doing and knows how to get the best out of this squad and get him to beat the Americans. But more importantly, Jackie Chan is in negotiations to star in a remake of The Karate Kid. I'm very excited. Cannot wait for that to come out. So, Matt, if there was one sporting moment that you could recreate, what would it be? I have so many to pick <laughs> from. There's a whole list of illustrious moments in Southampton's history that I could pick. But I'm actually going to go for one of that's probably surprising. And I want to go for the image of Harry Redknapp just after we got relegated. And I would like to play that to all the Tottenham fans as they're going into their relegation battle towards the end of the season. You see, I've got quite a couple of selections as well. I'd love to recreate my five wickets last year against Southampton when we absolutely destroyed them. But anyway, let's go for my choice. Reading versus Wolves, 97-98. It was the season we got relegated, but Mark McGee had come back. Everybody hated Mark McGee at Reading. AD Williams, Michael Dukes, two Reading legends were playing for Wolves. We were 1-0 down to the 93rd minute when Stuart Lowell stepped up, made it 1-0. What a game. Everybody felt well, someone got a chance. 96 minutes, bang. Reading win 2-1. What a day. I was too young to really remember. It was about eight years old. So I kind of hoped that they could recreate it just so I could see it again. My other options were like Shane Warne's Gatenball. That is hardly a massive moment in this world of sport, I've got to say. But anyhow, let's finish it off with this weekend's football. And Harry Redknapp and Jermaine Defoe welcome their old side Portsmouth back to White Hart Lane following the transfer of Defoe. And I want to know, Graham, is there any loyalty left in football? There's no loyalty left in football, and I don't think there ever has been loyalty in football. You see, the youngsters of today, and some of the youngsters from the older time, they got their paycheck, they didn't care who it came from, just so they had the money and they had the flashness, so they could walk up into clubs, they could walk on nights out and just turn around and go, look at me, I've got all my money, love. And then all of a sudden they get a signing on fee. Look, Jermaine Defoe is an absolute joke that he wanted a loyalty bonus because he never asked for a contract. Yeah, it's an absolute shambles, it's an absolute shame. These footballers, they only care about who's paying their, pay, who's paying their paycheck, not the actual feeling that I, people have. To a large club. extent, I agree. When you have money and you have greedy footballers, there is little or no loyalty, but there are exceptions to the rule. And if you look at my club again, you have the perfect one in Matt Letizia, who despite big offers and a great deal of talent that he had, he did stay with us for the whole of his career. And that's why he's a legend for it. The nice thing I think about Matt Letizia is, that, I mean, looking, remembering Soccer Saturday from last season, he was really excited exactly. about Southampton staying up. And it's that genuine shows care. how much it meant for a club. So that's it for this edition. Six questions. It's now time for the winner. We're both going to jot down our scores on the piece of paper and not give them out like we did the other day. So we've quickly both written them down. And three, two, one. Reveal. It's a win for Bell, 15 to 12. Graham Bell collects two victories over Matt Burrell. I've just got to say, I'm in awe of the man. Absolute awe. I'm very worried about him now. Right, well, that's it for this edition of Any Sporting Question. Thank you very much for tuning in. Next week, we're going to be joined by Jake Atkinson on Tuesday, the small man of sports. So hopefully we'll see you all then. And until next week, goodbye.